Welcome to Unshakable with Human Design, the show dedicated to helping entrepreneurs use human design to shift from hustle to flow without sacrificing results. Come here to become an unshakable human and build an unshakable business according to your human design. I'm your host, Nicole Lano. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Unshakable with Human Design, everybody. I'm Nicole Lano. And I wanted to give a brief intro into this month's transit episode for February. So Christina Luna and I sat down once again. She is lunation.live on Instagram. You can go and follow her over there. She is my partner in crime for these transit episodes each month. She and I sat down once again and went through all of the transits for the month of February. We also touched on some of the things that were happening at the end of January because there were some big astrological movements that we really wanted to bring up for everybody. So if you started to go through something uh, around the 20th of January, we highlight that inside this episode. So we're giving you a little bit of background and we're giving you the forward-looking one in this episode. We tried to give you a really broad view and then drill down into the details to make this a really comprehensive story of what's to come. And I also wanted to highlight that if you are an entrepreneur on your human design journey and you're looking to integrate human design into your business and become an authority in your space. I also wanted to highlight that we have a free three day masterclass that we are currently in right now, but you can catch up with us and you can do that by DMing me masterclass on Instagram. I'm at Nicole Lano official or go to nicolelano.com forward slash masterclass and catch up on all the replays with us and let us know what you think. So I hope that you enjoy this transit episode. I hope that it prepares you for the month ahead and we also highlighted the way that you can use these episodes and the experience that you have throughout every single month to expand yourself and to use these to learn the lessons that you are here to learn that the universe is teaching you through these transits that, that you can use these. They're not just information for you to understand what's coming like a movie. It's really to let you know how you can navigate it and how you can learn lessons and how you can come out on the other side of these transits a better version of you. So without further ado, let's kick off the episode. I will leave it to you there. Hi, Christina. I'm so happy Hello. you are here with us again. <laughs> and I'm so happy that we're continuing this. I know I keep checking in with you. I, I keep messaging Christina. And I'm like, does this still feel aligned for you? I don't want anyone to feel trapped in some sort of obligation, always giving her the chance to respond. And she's like, nope, I'm totally in. So I'm so happy that this feels good for you because I'm really enjoying it. And the feedback for these episodes has been fantastic. So I want to kick today off because it's February 2024. We're kicking into, we're recording this on the 19th of January. So you and I are sitting down now where we're going through some major astrological shifts that we did mention in January, but we wanted to bring this up because it's a pretty significant shift, specifically in your realm in the astrology and with Pluto moving. Can you just give us a little highlight of what we're all going through right at this moment when people are listening to this? This will be about a week and a half before. What are we going into and how long will it last? This is so Aquarian, right? To be able to time travel and look at the way that the cycles move <laughs> to determine what could we be experiencing at the time that people are listening to this in the future moment. So every astrologer is going to be talking about this. It's a pretty big deal. Because Pluto doesn't change signs very often. In fact, it popped into Aquarius just briefly last year, and it will drop back into Capricorn very briefly. 
from September to November this year. But really, this is the first year where we're getting a really strong dose of what Pluto in Aquarius is bringing for us for the next 20 years. This is going to bring us through two decades. Mm -hmm. And these are collective chapters. The collective chapter of Pluto and Capricorn is closing. And so there's a lot of closing energy. The, The way I relate to it is while Pluto was moving through Capricorn, we had to really master something. We had to master something that we deeply valued. We probably went through some hard, serious lessons, things that held us accountable, caused us to grow up, be responsible, step out of ourselves into seeing that the bigger world is something that we're a part of. And now that we've matured and grown, it's like we're being given a diploma. It's like we're being given that doctoral nod and saying, all right, you've received your doctorate in this. What are you going to do in the world about this? How are you going to step in to the larger fabric of your community and actually take what you've mastered and serve to shift a paradigm? And it's really in these final days that we're experiencing as January is moving us through this changeover around the 20th, we could be feeling a pressurized frequency increase, something that perhaps is prompting us to change our diet, change our behaviors, recognize that when our state drops, our harmony and our relationships also falls apart. That when our thoughts entertain certain ideas, that those thoughts begin to create a sensation of those ideas being true, even if they're not literally happening for us. And so a good question that we're all asking ourselves in January is what makes the most sense to me right now? And can I draw on the mastery of the last 15 years of my life to help me navigate what makes the most sense? Even if I'm feeling Hmm. so much emotional closure, even if I'm feeling that I'm being asked to let go of or purge certain emotional frequencies, what really makes the most sense right now? So these are the questions I know I'm asking and my peers are asking each other. I know that it could feel as though the frequency that we hold within our nervous system is the most important thing for us to pay attention to right now. I feel that on so many levels. And what I'm hearing there, just to recap a little bit, because Pluto, is, as I understand it, and certainly in human design, we look at it this way, that Pluto is more of a collective energy, that it isn't necessarily all very personal, although we have our personal journey through the collective transformation that's happening. Do I have that right? Yes. That's a very big picture thing. So I'm looking at that and taking from what you're saying, because I've been going through my process. And we we talked before this call and I said, I don't know why I feel like there is a cycle that's closing. I feel like there is something and I don't really know what's on the other side of it. I do believe I get to choose and I'm choosing that it's going to look good, that I'm going to show up as my highest, most empowered, most enlightened, most aligned self and let that guide me rather than the uncertainty of something is closing, what could be on the other side? I feel like that choice is always there for us. And I think that's 
what's coming up for me when you talk about the energy we hold, the frequency we hold in our nervous system. That's not a thought that I have. It's not going to be like, I'm going to think good things and I'm going to put my vision board together and I'm going to think that it's all going to be okay. The work that I have done, I'm looking back now at the last 15 years, I wasn't thinking about it from that perspective of going back that far. But I love that you brought that up because thinking about what's been the big journey over these last 15 years, both collectively and personally, I have been looking at what's been my journey over the last two to five years three to five years, so to speak, of this evolution that I feel like I have been on this ride. And I do feel like the ride is maybe not over, but changing. And when we talk about that frequency in your nervous system, it's not the thoughts that I had. It's that I truly feel the embodiment of the certainty that I can handle what's on the other side. That when I commit my energy to something I want, that I hold the frequency of what I want, not what I do not want, not of the fear, not of the uncertainty. So I think those are great questions for everybody to be asking is what has the journey looked like for the last 15 years? And what do you want to hold now? What is the hope you're holding? I hear that so clearly. And I want to talk a little bit about a couple of key frequencies that I've felt changed in my own system that in the last 15 years served me to continue having the fortitude, to continue growing, maturing, to continue all of that discipline that Capricorn brought to me in my life. One of those frequencies was this background sensation of expecting another shoe to drop at some point, which served me to be prepared for any eventuality. It serves me to be able to be agile. And something that's changing for me this month is what if the frequency of anticipating the other shoe dropping, what if that frequency has no space in the next 20 years of my life? What would my life be like if I actually released, if I was so nourished in my nervous system that I didn't even have to feel that frequency of I can't fully relax into this The other shoe will drop at some point. And astrology has a tendency to create that sensation for me in some ways, which I've had an interesting reflection on whether or not I can relate to astrology the way that I did over the last 15 years. I think that my relationship to things like astrology are actually changing fundamentally as well because some of the frequencies I held as I looked to this map are not something that I want, or there's even space for it. It's not even a matter of willingness. It's almost that life isn't even allowing it to fit through this window we're moving through. Mm. I love that. And that sort of brings me to a question that I had that I've been thinking about over the last few weeks. And I was like, I want to bring this up with Christina on our next call. So inside my human design lab, and I know you do this with your clients in your membership as well, where you take everybody through the astrology of the month. We take everybody through the human design gates. We do that every single week as they change. We go in depth into them. And there is this sense that people are like, okay, the transit is over. Now I'm done with that. We moved through that gate and now it's over. So next. And I wanted to get your take and have this conversation because for me, these are opportunities to learn lessons. 
and to feel our relationship to the theme that's going on. That's been my beautiful journey with these transits and with starting to pay attention to this stuff and deepening my connection to my own personal development to recognize the way that we're affected. And not that on Saturday, this will be over. True, the feeling of it might be gone, but the lesson lives on or the trauma, whichever one that we give into during it. But there's such a potential in my estimation and my experience of taking the lessons that we learn through these transits, these initiations that we go through to say, this is something I learned about myself. This brought something up for me and I have an opportunity to heal it, transform it, understand it. They all bring something else. So I was curious how you view that. And if you agree with that estimation, is that something that resonates for you? Yes. And I want to share a metaphor for how I perceive transits. Imagine that every planet and every planetary transit is a ripening of a specific type of plant or fruit. So a Venus transit, for instance, maybe a Venus square Neptune transit is going to be a fruit that's going to be a quickly ripening fruit and it's going to have a certain flavor to it. And if we decide to pick that fruit and eat it, it'll be like consuming an apple. And as we consume the apple, we'll first taste it, we'll ruminate on it, we'll swallow it, and then we'll ingest it and it will do something for us in a specific way. Now, we don't decide to pick the fruit of every transit. And there are some fruits that are more like plant medicine or psilocybin or ayahuasca than apples. And Pluto is a type of medicine that's very different than an apple. And let's say with the Venus transit, for instance, let's say that you decide not to choose the fruit of that Venus transit in its ripening and that fruit falls to the ground and sprouts new plants or new trees in our life. The fruit of that transit doesn't go away just because we didn't eat it. It's in fact going to be sprouting mm. new experiences in our garden <laughs> and we'll have an opportunity to pull that fruit in a future moment. And so we're never actually moving beyond a transit. It either becomes a part of us or it will come back around in another form at another time in the cycle. And so uh. let's talk about the Pluto transits. Specifically, some of the Pluto transits that are going to be happening in February, for instance, as each planet, Mars, Venus, Mercury, as each of these planets crosses over Pluto, they're going to, in some ways, partake in a fruit that once you consume it, you will never be able to forget the effect that it had on you, similar to some kind of plant medicine journey. Once you have that experience, yeah. it's not something you ever move on from. It's not something you ever forget that you had. It's something that you digest and you either integrate or you put off to another future moment where that integration will happen. But the medicine will stay within us. And so we have a lot of strong transits happening in January and February that are like massive medicine fruit, fruit transits. Mm. And whether we consciously consume that medicine or not, our collective is sprouting from that medicine. And that collective medicine will remain 
growing, ripening, maturing, working through us in our environment, in our homes, in our relationships for the next 20 years. Every single time these planets cross over Pluto every single year for the next 20 years, we'll have another opportunity to take a bite of that fruit. It'll just be in a more mature state. And so in some ways, we get to evolve incrementally as we consciously partake in the ingestion of these transits or these fruits. We can put them off, but year after year, the fruit will continue to get stronger and riper and meatier, and it will have an even stronger impact as that medicine gets more mature. So you can get used to it, you can taste it, you can be part of it you're putting it off for a later date. Yes. Another metaphor is think about Super Mario Brothers. When you start into the game, the frame begins to move. And as you play the game, you can either play conservatively and stay for the back of the frame and try to jump and get your things and avoid being killed, or you can play at the front of the frame. Regardless of how you play, the frame is going to keep on moving. And so the evolutionary Mm -hmm. expansion of our consciousness is going to keep on moving. And there are some things within the frame of that evolution that are going to actually help us jump into the clouds to have special powers, to move more quickly and efficiently, or they will slow us down and shrink us and make us feel like we're moving more slowly. And so we get a choice for how we play this game. And these windows even though they're some of them very wide, some of the windows are very short and they are only available for a very short time. But the frame of the evolution of the game is just going to continue. I love that. And one of the things that this is bringing up and part of why this made me think of it is looking at my own astrology, looking at my chart transits and taking in some of the information that's there. I I was trying to train myself to stop looking at the challenging aspects when something is square or opposing as bad as oh this is going to be a bad month i caught myself doing that like oh no that means everything's going to fall apart and i'm like you don't think like that nicole but apparently there's part of me that does and again even that is a lesson in itself but recognizing that i'm just going to be super observant of what comes my way during this time Without being reactive, I'm going to observe and I'm going to try to remain neutral and to come out of it with some form of deeper understanding. Sometimes it'll be a breakthrough. Sometimes it'll just be that was interesting. And maybe I haven't integrated exactly what the lesson is of that, but I've experienced it and I experienced it with eyes open and heart open to whatever the experience brought. So I love those metaphors and I love those analogies that you gave because I think it gives everybody sort of a frame to look at this stuff through and to maybe not look at what's coming like, oh no, this is going to give me this experience. First of all, we don't know. Nobody knows what is going to be dug up or turned over. And even in the positive aspects, we don't know what those will bring. But we can use the energy that's there for lessons or to magnify it. So let's get into what we've got coming ahead. What do they have coming ahead from the human design point, from the astrological side of things? I do want to say, if you guys are interested in getting our monthly calendar on this, 
DM me the word transit on Instagram. I'm at Nicole Lano official and we will send it to you or go to nicolelano.com forward slash transit and we will send that to you over there so you can follow along with us. But let's talk a little bit about what do you see coming in February? What's the big theme that you see coming for February? Primarily in February, we are being asked to be the captain of the ship and to make decisions with mastery and higher perspective. And Mm -hmm. from my perspective, looking at the astrology, I see that we are officially in the space of holding the magic wand of attracting what our frequency is. And now that we officially have that, we are holding it. We are experiencing in real time the responsibility and the thrill of holding that magic wand and seeing the manifestation of that frequency. So as we enter into February, we're consciously making decisions with our energy, with our perspective, for our relationships, for our moment to moment. And we're seeing how that those decisions generate and manifest our experiences. And the first week or so of the month is very much stepping into the space of the observer and really slowing down enough to understand how we've borrowed beliefs, we've borrowed perspectives from others, and how those actually are not a strong match for what we ultimately deeply believe or what ultimately makes sense for us. And so there is a little bit of a shift and a moving from a choppier experience of life to the smoother waters of taking and owning the power that we have to maneuver our own ship. Okay, so Christina and I did not talk about the specifics of what we saw coming for February on our respective halves. We talked from a very high level, but it's very interesting that you started off with that's what you see. From a human design perspective, we start off the month in gate 13, which is in the G center. And the G center is all about love and direction. It's the identity center. And it's the heart. It is a heart space energy that we are entering the month in from the human design side of things. And this is the gate of the listener is what it's called, the confidant, so to speak. It is the identity of being someone who takes in the stories, the experiences, and everything that's happening around them to them and to other people and develops their beliefs from that. So it's interesting that you brought that up from the perspective of letting go of the things that don't serve. Where have I taken on the beliefs, the stories, the experiences, and made them into something that I now live my life by? The gate of the listener is about taking certain things and really discerning and deciding what needs to be shared, what needs to be held, what do we want to take with us? And what do we want to let go of? What do we want to learn? It's almost like the postmortem. Let's look back at the experiences that we had and we'll decide what do we want to take with us? What worked, what didn't, and why? And let's move forward with the things that worked and let's shift things based on the why and let's let go of the things that didn't. And that's the opening of February. And February from the entire month perspective, this is the only gate that is in the G center. The other four gates that we transit through during the month are all emotional. So to me, when I was going through this and I was reviewing the gates and 
dancing in what the energy was going to be like, what the flow would be like, almost like what's the playlist for February as far as the energy is concerned. And for me, it was, this is going to be about emotional clarity. This is going to be about balancing desire and expectation. And a lesson in detachment is sort of something that kept coming up for me. Can we be emotionally invested while remaining detached from how it all goes? And you were talking about holding your frequency and managing your frequency and what you hold in your nervous system. Can you keep running your race even when it doesn't work out how you thought it would? Even if it doesn't go exactly as planned, everything with emotional intelligence to me comes down to trust as well, because the emotional center in human design is also the center of spirit consciousness. It's a connection to something else. And so do you have that clarity of being able to ride the waves of emotion, the depths all the way to the highs? and still remain in integrity with your frequency. So that's my high-level point of view for February. Yes. So from the astrological perspective, there is a good amount of emotional maturing that's happening in February. And we move through the space of fixed air. And fixed air is the Aquarian energy which changes over into Pisces around the 21st of the month. So there is a lot of that fixed air energy from an astrological perspective, but it's absolutely guiding us toward emotional maturity as we move through the fixed paradigms of our mind or the beliefs that we are finally questioning so that we can move and shift them because some of the fixed ideas that we have are actually imprisoning us. And so this is a month where we actually identify that each belief we have is like a bar that we have not questioned, a bar of belief that we have agreed to stay behind. And if we do feel strong emotional ideas that in some ways we know are not true about ourselves, it probably will be due to the fact that we are carrying some belief form that is measuring our nature and our true self against an unrealistic or untrue belief. I hope that makes sense. But that's essentially the way that the emotional maturing comes through. It's through actually looking at those bars of beliefs systematically through the month of February and releasing our emotional truths from those bars. Yeah, I feel that. I'm going to go through the gates because I do think it tells like the emotional story, the gates that we go through. And I'll give you the dates so you guys have them. And like I said, download the calendar so you can have it even when you're not listening to this. But the third through the eighth, we're in gates 13. That's the one I just spoke about in the G Center. From February 9th through the 13th, we are in gate 49, which is the gate of principles. This is the one that's integrity and purpose. It is also known as the gate of revolution, which is all about saying what needs to go, what is not serving me, what is not serving us. It is about more than just you a lot of times with this particular energy. And I will wage a revolution if I have to in order to see it move. It's a standing in principle and it's about being in true alignment with oneself. 
And then we shift into gate 30 on the 14th. So happy Valentine's Day. Gate 30 is all about desire. It's the gate of feelings. <laughs> it's interesting on Valentine's Day. And then through the 19th, we're in that gate. And the gate of feelings is all about desire. This is the one where the trap of this one is to get wrapped up in just pure desire of expectation and disappointment <laughs> when desires are not met. And Amanda Francis says this a lot. She's uh, the, the, the money queen. She uses the term holding on loosely to your desires. And I, I always liked that. Can you be emotionally connected to the thing that you want, but hold on loosely to it? That you know it's coming, that you can hold that in a high place, know that it's on its way. And even if the signs aren't there yet, you're not pushing toward it, but you are working toward it. You are energetically attached to it. And that's what I get from gate 30 is holding on loosely. And then we go into gate 55 on the 20th through the 24th, which is arguably the most spiritual gate in human design body graph. This is the gate of abundance. And this is the shift into Pisces that you were talking about, that 21st-ish, right? That's where we're, we're shifting into that. It's interesting because gate 25, the, the shadow of it is victimhood and blaming and complaining and whining. It really does call you to spiritual enlightenment because when you come out of that, you're free. When you're no longer blaming, when you're no longer victimizing yourself and looking at, at the world as something that is against you, then you truly experience abundance. You truly experience freedom. So it's the greatest call that we have in the chart to something greater. and to ultimate freedom. And I think that's interesting that you talked about this emotional shift of calling us to something greater. And I feel like that's the gate in all of human design that's calling us spiritually to something greater. So maybe that's why it sits in Pisces. <laughs> and then the last one, and then we'll have a little wrap up of what we see here. But the gate 37 is in the transit from the 25th through March 1st, so through the end of the month and into March. And gate 37 is the gate of family. And this is all about emotionally caring for the people that we love and the people that are close to us. However, don't abandon yourself. Don't put yourself beneath the people that you are near. And the show's geared toward entrepreneurs. I look at this one as really being able to see yourself as valuable in relationships for my own personal lesson. I mean, to consciously start to work around how do I feel in relationships? I'm going to use that energy to see what gets stirred up during that time. Am I seeing myself as a valuable person in my family, with business relationships, with my friends? Am I holding myself to a place where I feel like an equal in my world? So I'm curious, how did that sit with the way that you see things unfolding and what you see coming? What are you thinking? I was tracking your gates and I was seeing some really specific astrology happening, specifically the gate between the 14th and the 19th. That's a really, really strong one. That's the gate of feelings. That's gate the one that feelings. has to do with where, desire. Where you talked about, that's when I said holding on loosely. That's right. I'd like to tell a story that's a little less linear about February. It's all about that holding sure. on loosely. If we start at the 5th of January, Mercury is going to cross over Pluto. So 
at the time that we're recording this, the sun and Pluto are crossing into Aquarius together. That's the first planet to cross over Pluto's threshold. So our consciousness crosses over this threshold, this sentinel, this line in the sand, and suddenly we are aware of something that has completely and utterly ended and a new era is beginning. That's the awareness that we get on the 20th of January. By the 15th, we really understand that as Mercury crosses over, there are some beliefs and thoughts that we are not bringing with us, that we simply can't carry over the threshold. And you, you talked about this week as the one where we look at the beliefs of our friends and family and we get that perspective. This is also the week where we understand, wow, something that I used to be receptive to was a wounding for me. And now I'm aware that was a shift in my consciousness that heals that wound. There was something within me that I was receptive to that was relating to my incarnation on this planet. This is happening on the 6th. Now I understand that my receptivity to that was causing me to question my incarnation. And now I can understand beyond that misconception. So there's a lot shifting in that first week. And then as we get to the ninth and 10th, this is when we have the new moon in Aquarius. And you talked about how this is when we step into the gate where we see that this world isn't just about us. We live here among all of these communities and all of these cultural movements. And this new moon in Aquarius is also when we have the Chinese New Year, the step into the element of wood and the energy of the dragon. This wood dragon is an advocate. This wood dragon acknowledges that we have gifts, skills, and abilities. We have energies that can serve every single person we're in relationship with. And so it does bring us a new moon, a new seed, a new era for expanding into that larger consciousness of the impacts we have when we observe the world. And you talked about that as being that gate of seeing the larger picture and community we're a part of, the advocacy. So then when you got to the gate where we're holding our desires loosely, we have Mars, Venus, both crossing over that Pluto axis. So I talked about how when the mind crossed over, we released our ideas. When Mars crosses over on the 14th, we have to let go of ways that we've desired to behave, ways the ego behaves so that we could be congruent with the old paradigm. So as we step into the new paradigm, we're releasing those behaviors that happened on the 14th. Then on the 17th, Venus crosses over Pluto. And this is a releasing of certain desires, certain things they were receptive to, things that we wanted that are not necessarily a part of the new reality we're moving into. And that culminates with a North Node Chiron conjunction on the 19th. Now, this conjunction has been building and building and building for a number of years. The North Node moves backward in our consciousness while Chiron's moving forward. So they're finally meeting each other mm -hmm. in this moment on the 19th. And this will, in some ways, bring about that cathartic, medicinal feeling and realignment to what we ultimately desire, what we ultimately would love to experience as we've incarnated to this new evolutionary movement just by being. 
And so I think that the big frequency reset happens by the 19th. And this whole month is sort of leading up to that moment. It's going to be an interesting journey that we're all going on. I'm kind of looking forward to it, though. I don't know. Like, this makes me feel really prepared. And that might be the Virgo in me wanting to control and understand things deeply. (laughs) But I just feel like my deepest lessons come from these emotional places that we're called to. And that's where my greatest transformation has always been. So I'm looking forward to this. I will either learn something very, very deep about myself or I will be propelled into something greater. So I feel really good. How are you feeling about February and what we've got going on? <laughs> you I optimistic? Feel like everything that's been happening in my life, everything I've been attuned to has been, it feels like the blossoming or the, the final moment where the butterflies coming out of the chrysalis, everything that I've been ex- anticipating and evolving through and having faith in is unfolding in this time. And you talked about how the gate that starts on the 20th through that very, very spiritual gate, that's when Venus and Mars come into a yeah. conjunction on the 6th. And when they come into a conjunction, it's a seeding moment for their cycle where it's the balance of the two hemispheres of the brain. It's the balance between being able to be congruent with what we want to behave as, what we want to act as, and what we know we are. And so it is a highly spiritual moment, even for astrology, even with the sun in Pisces. And I believe that we're being perfectly and properly prepared for this moment of congruence where Literally, the butterflies stretching the wings and we're seeing that balanced reflection. I feel very, very optimistic, actually. I feel the same way. I feel like this is a culmination that something really profound and powerful will be happening. So I'm grateful to you for always being here. I'm so happy that we are doing this. I hope that you, listener, who is in this conversation with us. I hope that this took you on a little journey and gives you an idea of what's to come and helps you feel optimistic about it and how you can better navigate these cosmic waves that are coming our way and how you can use them to expand yourself. So I'm excited about it. I'm super grateful, Christina, to you for being here as always. I love these conversations that we get to have and that we get to have them every month. I'm grateful to you, listener, for making it all the way to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for being here with us. Go and grab that transit calendar. DM me on IG. I'm at Nicoleno Official Transit and we'll send it to you or go to nicoleno.com forward slash transit and we'll send it to you that way. And remember, you can only have an unshakable business if you first become an unshakable human. So go out there and be unshakable, everybody. We will see you next time. Thank you. If you love this episode and you're a fan of the show, please show us the love on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the show and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with other entrepreneurs on their human design journey, join our free Facebook community, Human Design for Entrepreneurs. Go to nicolano.me forward slash podcast links to join the group, book a human design reading with me, or access our free human design resources. We'll see you there.